Hey guys, it's Anthony. Just wanted to tell you about our friends real quick at Baseballism. Baseballism is a lifestyle apparel brand inspired by America's pastime, specializing in premium apparel and glove leather accessories for men, women, and children. Visit Baseballism.com and use coupon code AASports for a 15% discount on your next order. Not ready to order today? Follow Baseballism on Instagram to stay connected. Baseballism is America's brand. Welcome to the AMA Podcast. Sports Talk with your hosts, Anthony Cortez and Alex Ashby. Yeah, sports. That wasn't my. Well, that wasn't my best. That but we're we're gonna. Go. You know what, dude? That, that Let's do my, it. That wasn't my best. We're gonna give it our best, though. We're gonna give it. <laughs> you want to try Although giving that, it a go, dude? I don't, dude. I don't. I know <laughs> I can't do that. My start would be like, "Welcome, hello, <laughs> welcome, welcome to another hour of thinking with Alex." Thinking about shit and things. Philosophy. Today we move on to the philosophy of words and what they actually mean. Now he's a philosophizer. Oh, great. Now he's a philosopher. He asks me questions all the time. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> <laughs> Let's really think about that. How can he dodge a wrench? What does he really mean what by does he really a mean? wrench and a ball? <laughs> Like really? What does he mean by that? Let's let's break this down. <laughs> anyway, anyways, so we don't to the show. So we don't bore the people. To How are we doing today, man? <sighs> other than busy, like you other said, than busy. Like you said before, we yeah, started man. going good though. Good, good. Yeah, awesome. school's going well. Work's going well. Softball's going well. There you go. It's all going well. How about you? Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Things been good. Yeah, work's going alright. Work is good. Work is there. Work is always going to be there. Yeah, it's yeah. like work is work. Yeah. Yeah, How was your good. Easter weekend? It was good. I worked. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I worked and went to school, so you know, did homework mostly. Just another weekend, right? Yeah, <laughs> literally just another weekend. Happy Easter to everyone! Yeah, there. happy Easter to everybody out there. Hope, Hope you guys had, had a, good weekends. Yeah. Welcome some... back to the show. Welcome to the show for the if you're joining us for the first time. We are Anthony and Alex. This is an all sports podcast. Um, I am Anthony. I am Alex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you're like, yes, yes, let's do that. We do have an email address, and just in case you're wondering if you can get a hold of the show, um, you can't, you can't, don't message us. The, the email is pull some reverse psychology. The email is secret, yeah, it's super secret. All you need to do is go back and listen to every other episode, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> listen to all 47 episodes, yeah. Let's get man, we're getting in, we're getting up there, we're 47? getting up there, dude. 48, that's impressive. We're almost a year in, yeah. we're, we're getting up there, May 24th. May twenty fourth. Yeah, it was our uh, drop date for like the first couple, uh, first couple of shows. So next month, dude. That's good to know. And about a month, literally in like a month from today. Yeah, almost. That's good to know. That's crazy. People still like listening to us for whatever reason. Well, <laughs> like and do. I think are two very separate <laughs> concepts. <laughs> do All they right. listen to us? Yes. yes. Do they like us? <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, six of one. Yeah, it doesn't really. <laughs> anyway, anyways, some highlights this week. Uh, there wasn't much going on, but uh, this coming week. So we're recording this on a uh, Tuesday morning. It's Tuesday morning, right? I'm not crazy. Yeah, we're recording this on a Tuesday morning. Uh, this Thursday, NFL draft is coming up. Uh, big news. I heard. I was hearing on the Blitz the other day, yesterday, as a matter of fact, that uh, apparently the Cardinals came out and said that they are not drafting Kyler Murray. Um. But we'll see. That's fake news, apparently. We'll see. We'll see. Because you know, we've seen what happens when you leak your draft plans. Teams will 
yeah. fuck you over on purpose. I saw know? something else about that uh, uh, John Gruden and the GM, they sent their scouts away, and they, the, like, they weren't going to be coming back till after the draft. So I don't know what the hell so that is. Saw what now? Yeah, apparently. Run, on, yeah, run that back? Apparently on Twitter I saw that John Gruden and the GM of the Raiders basically said, hey, scouts, go – Vac- go on vacation like we already we like we they i think i heard that they can't trust anyone that they don't know who they can trust as far as like drafting or whatever so but i might have been just hearing shit uh, that's that's kind of interesting because i'm not who who would they not be trusting i don't know that's weird yeah i don't know that's weird okay yeah. i mean more power to him if they i mean john gruden's got a a, a vision he's got a plan <laughs> he knows what he's doing he knows what he wants to do. Yeah. I guess is better. He knows what he wants to do. I don't yeah. know if he that'll that. Yeah, it'll come to fruition. But well, more power to him. I guess. Yeah. Uh, some things to look out for, UTSA people. Some teams to look out for. Some things I should say, not teams. Um, Josiah Taufa. He's a linebacker. In case you didn't know, and uh, he has entered the draft. I'm not sure if he's gonna be there or not. I've uh, I follow him on socials, but uh, he hasn't said if he hasn't, or at least I haven't seen if he's gonna be there or not. But uh, where is the draft? Draft is gonna be in where? Can you look that up real quick. Hold on, I'm looking something else up. Okay. But anyways, yeah. Um, Josiah will be Josiah will be uh, being drafted. Hopefully. Whoa, that is super not good. What's up? So, <clears throat> talking about the draft here a second ago. Okay. The uh, 2019 Wonderlick scores came out. So I was trying to figure out exactly what... The, I knew generally what it was, but like the actual what it was. So the Wonderlick personnel test um, is a popular group intelligence test used to address the aptitude of per- prospective employees for learning and problem solving in a range of occupations. The Wonderlick is available in 12 different languages, often used in college, yada, yada, yada. So they released the Wonderlick scores for all the quarterbacks in the draft this year. And this is how it reads. Okay. Because you kind of know the general ones that we've been talking about. Right. Right. Murray, Haskin, Greer, Locke, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ryan Finley, 43. Uh, Gardner Minshew, 42. Daniel Jones, 37. Easton Stick, 32. Clayton Thor- Thorson, Thorson, 32. Trace McSorley, 31. Greer, 30. Brett Ripon. 28, Jared, uh, last name, 27, Drew Locke, 26, Tyree Jackson, 25, Dwayne Haskins, 25, Sean McGreer, 20, Tyler Murray, 20. And what was that again? The 2019 Wonderlick score. So they basically test all the quarterbacks to see what their uh, problem solving and aptitude for uh, development is. Okay. Like, you know, for learning and problem solving. And those were the rankings of which they got. Or That's those, the score. Those were the scores. <clears throat> those were the scores based on a what's based on a what measure? Uh, that's a good question. Let me figure out what the highest. Once again, we are Anthony and Alex, and we don't come in prepared. Nope. Let's see. Okay, so the best Wonderlick score ever. Hold on. Okay, worst scores are Frank Gore at six, Terrell Pryor at seven. Um, so the higher Morris the score. Claiborne. So the higher the score, the better. Right. Well, yeah, the higher the score, the better. Some of the highest uh, was a 50, 49, Ryan Fitzpatrick at 48, 
Thir- okay. Aaron Rodgers had a 35. Tony Romo, who we all think is like a god for understanding things, is like a 37. So they didn't do terrible. No, but a 20 is kind of ranging towards the worst end of the score, not the good end of the score. Because okay. you remember a while back we heard reports that um, Kyler Murray didn't do so great in like the interviews and things like that? Yeah. So it sounds like he's just a super athlete, but might not be the most cerebral quarterback. Okay. I don't think that would really affect him too terribly much as long as you're in a good system. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's not a good score. For being drafted first. He got a 20? Yeah, he got a 20, a 2-0. Jeff George got a 10, and he was first round first pick. I'm not trying to defend him at all, but some people just aren't good test takers as that too. So, Yeah. But this isn't the same kind of... Anyway, I, 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 I saying that the Cardinals don't want him, and they have a really... I think they have the first draft pick, if not yeah. a really high draft pick. I wonder how far he's going to drop was my thought process. If he doesn't have a good score and the only team that was like, we're going to take him is like, we're not going to take him. Realistically, do you think they take him first for, at first? No. Who do you think goes first? <coughs> right now, if you had to guess. Bosa. Who's Bosa? He's a D-end from Ohio State who's like a monster. Okay. I think he will go first. All right. I think this is going to be a pretty heavy defense lineman draft. Defense. Defense and defensive linemen. Okay. And linebackers too, I think is going to be pretty high up there. Yeah. I think that you'll probably get one or two offensive players in the first like 10, maybe 3, but like it's going to be defense. Okay. There's going to be a lot of defense coming out in the first draft. So I can see a defensive end going first actually. All but right. we'll see. We'll it, see. It depends on the need, too, a little bit. Yeah. Anyways, the draft is this Thursday. It'll be out. Uh, this will be out by the time it is, hopefully, airing. Um, and in other news, the Dallas Stars advanced to the second round of the Sandy Club. Go Stars. Go Stars. Go Stars. Go Stars. Proud of them. Yeah. Uh, it was hockey, funny. Ho- playoff hockey is fun to watch. I like hockey in general. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. I don't know. We should talk about hockey more often. We should. You know. Yeah, we should. We, we should go to rampage games. We do call it an all sports podcast. Yeah, but so. we do. We skip some stuff. We don't call it just a baseball. You know podcast. what I was found? You know what I found out the other day? I was talking to my dad about this. Did you know band is technically a sport? Band is technically a sport. How? Because it is an active event in which you are trying to win some form of competition. Well, by that definition, yes. Yeah, band is a sport. Okay. <laughs> and you can have home field advantage. Yeah. <laughs> we had this whole conversation about it the other day. It just cracked me up. But oh, man. Yeah, we don't cover Something all sports. Something tells me we need to put mic- microphones in front of you and your dad when you have conversations. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. That'd be, I'd love It'd to It'd just be it. an hour and a half of my dad, like, making me look stupid as shit. <laughs> But <laughs> I'd love to see that. Yeah, dude, it's I'd pretty great. I'd love to hear that. It's yeah. pretty great. Yeah. yeah. He's like, how do you not know? I'm like, I don't know. So like I know some like okay, my dad has just like this vast information of knowledge for all dads do. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like yeah. how much this dude knows. I'm like, fuck, what? So like he'll we'll talk about stuff and he'll bring this other idea and I'm like, God damn it. That's it's a good point. That makes sense. It's a good point. I hate sense. you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean my dad knows some sports too. Nice. I mean Right. He's a we we talk sports like when when something happens he'll like text me and we'll we'll talk yeah. about it for a minute but 
and then he'll always be in his truck for some reason. So I'll he'll shoot me a message, I'll text him back, and then his truck will text me, I'm driving. Titan. Like <laughs> <laughs> Um Local news here in local San Antonio news. San Antonio Missions, they're 10 and 8 on the season right now, and they are one game back from the Round Rock Express, who are mm-hmm. the affiliates of the Houston Astros. Um, and as, as I just told you before we started going here, um, the Rangers won their uh, their weekend series over the Astros. They did. Yeah. The second one over the Astros yeah. now. I rubbed it in uh, Lauren's face pretty good. Good. It was fun. Yeah, she made us take a bunch of shots last year. So. <laughs> We're not doing that again this year, dude. Oh, what? I was no. excited for that. We're figuring something else out. Oh, yeah. We're not weak doing sauce. That. Yeah. Um, hot you wings. Mean, you got to eat X number of hot wings. No. <laughs> I well, love hot wings. Actually, right? It's That's not, not, ter- the, it's not yeah. terrible. Just idea. make them like a little hotter than you normally get them. You know what I'm saying? Well, how do you make them hotter than lemon pepper? You know, it's like, uh, I mean, I think you could probably spit on them and they might be spicier than lemon pepper. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I love lemon pepper wings. They're dude. delicious, but yeah. I'm talking get hot. No, I know. Yeah. Like get hot wings, yeah. like the shit that makes you sweat. Yeah, like that. <laughs> that would be fun. Man, wings sound good. I might be down. I'm not gonna say I would, but I might be down. I'd be down. That'd be an easy one. <laughs> just drink some milk. Fuck it. I just love wings in general. I've been craving wings for like two weeks. Yeah, I'm gonna get some today. I get some, dude. But anyway, anyways, any other highlights before we move on? Um, to the other topics of choice. <clears throat> SAFC is sitting a, a solid 16 out of 18 places right now. Okay. Uh, I think their record is a 2-4-1. Two, two, and one. Okay. Uh, two wins, four losses, and a tie on the season. Yeah. Um, but they're kind of developing. They're starting to get better. You know, I've been watching a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, they played some games against some teams that just kind of jumped into the league. So, of course, they want to really, like, show themselves. So, they're, they're putting in some extra effort. But I right. think right now we're kind of, you know, testing out some of these new guys that we got over the, over the, the break and... Getting them kind of into place and figuring out how to work more cohesively. The jerseys, though, dude, those jerseys, those, yeah, they just came out. For those of you haven't seen yet, follow SAFC San Antonio Football Club. Look at the jerseys that they just came out for um, in honor of Nyosa, in honor of uh, Fiesta, Fiesta, and uh, they're slick, dude. I'm probably gonna go. I'm gonna try to go to that game. We should go to a game soon. We need to go to a yeah. Game. yeah we want to try to go. Uh, we need to hit up Preston. Yeah, I was gonna say let's yeah. hit up Preston. Let's try to go what? Whenever. I was about to say, are you, do you have this Saturday off? Uh, no, I can't do it this Saturday. Probably, uh, let's try sometime in May. Sometime in May? Sometime in May. Okay, we'll yeah. see what's going on. Yeah. I might try to go this Saturday because I want that fucking t-shirt. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> by all means. Just call it a work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got to... <clears throat> I, I got some beers that need drinking. Yeah, it's not true. my fault. It's not, yeah. Somebody needs they to drink. They told me that I need to be drank. So somebody, like, you know, like if somebody's got to do it. Yeah, somebody's got to do it. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, moving on here. So... A, an article came out on Pop. Um, well, do you want to read any more highlights before we move on to the... Uh, nah. Nah? All right. So, an article was recently published by ESPN. I think it was on one of the game days, actually. I think it was either game three or game four that this was published. Um, so, it was an article by a senior, uh, an ESPN senior writer named Baxter Holmes on uh, Pop. And uh, the, the, the thing was basically the secret behind the success of 22 straight years of playoff runs um and he wrote about uh team dinners basically pop pop's love for uh his food and wine he's a he's a foodie that's no secret um and he wrote about the details that go into these team dinners to get the guys in the same room for hours to talk about life outside of basketball and what i thought was interesting and just 
incredible was that how how detailed Pop is with this. You know, he has guys, he has a staff taking specific bottles due to specific cities saying like, hey, take this to New York. Hey, take this to wherever the fuck, San Francisco. Right, and they're responsible for and they're respons- storing that bottle, keeping it good. Just like it's their own child. Yeah. Like, you break that bottle, <laughs> you're you're not flying back. <laughs> you are shit out of luck. Yeah, yeah find a cab. So... <laughs> Um, very great article. It was a very, very well written article. It was very insightful. Kind of gives you, kind of gives you a peek into the life of Pop when he's not thinking about basketball. Um, so kudos to Baxter Holmes there. That was that was a great piece. Um, but yeah, you want to talk about this a little bit? Well, I want to talk about it. Yeah, as I was saying, it's just really interesting to to see how Pop is able to kind of mix his two worlds together to create this kind of cohesive singular thing. Uh, yeah. This, An entity. Uh, yeah, yeah. This, 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 this lifestyle, I guess of basketball and wine, you yeah. know, and we've heard about it before, you know, he, he connects with players over wine, but I, I guess I didn't realize just how, how serious it was. I didn't realize it right, how, how in depth he is like, with things. I mean, he has a personal scrapbooker that like yeah. keeps every menu that keeps every wine, like yeah. label. I mean, he has, he pays, assistance literally to take labels off of bottles to then give it to a scrapbooker and i mean do you think how hard that would be on top of their everyday jobs yeah on top of their daily duties yeah. of like watching film or whatever scouting, scouting. and all yeah. the extra things like yeah it was just and you know he, you know he he brings all these people together and you know for the longest time we had a really diverse locker room with you know people from argentina yeah. and france and we would uh, not Australia have had Ginoli and, if it wasn't for a team dinner yeah literally yeah like, that's you know and that he's the one who hosts them i guess usually yeah. that honor gets kicked off to uh assistants or yeah. other folks but he's like i'm going to go do it you yeah. know what i'm saying he wants and to be the face he's always the first one there he's always the first one that's setting up these he's telling his staffers okay book this at this place for this time for this many people and I thought it was pretty incredible too how how like like I've already said it how specific he was like he only seats six at a table max right because they talk about it as in like six is just enough to where everybody can converse with everybody and there you don't have two separate conversations right going on. there's not too much sidebar going on you know, there's not just groupings of yeah. folks and one thing I thought was really kind of to that point of how specific everything is. I mean, he has a sommelier that comes out, and they pair wines with dinner. Shoot, he could do it himself. He yeah. could pair wines with yeah. the dinner. Like, he knows it that well, that he knows what goes exactly with what. He has sommeliers come out. You know, I, I think they were saying at one point he actually gave bottles of wine to his staff members based off of their personality. You'll like this because you're like this, and this because you're like this. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, that's I extraordinary. That yeah. But again, the whole thing is, you know, the life that he's living seems to be one that he loves. I guess living and he loves living. Yeah. Anyway, he's yeah. taking the things that he loves most and making them the most important things to him. And I think what? that can be a lesson in and of itself. Yeah. You know, yeah. do you love, he loves basketball. He loves wine and he loves food. Food. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, thought, I mean, Good God, man! He like as much food as they eat. It's like Jesus. How many? How much money do you spend on this stuff? Yeah, man? and that's what they were asking. I guess they said he makes like eleven million annually, dude. Like I remember, but he's got to spend. I remember. I think it was last year or something. He joked to reporters saying, 
um, somebody asked him if he still loved what he does, and you know he started jokingly saying, but you could tell he was serious enough where he was saying, Are "You kidding me? I got to sit front row at a playoff game. I get to watch these young guys develop. I didn't even have to pay for the ticket. I don't even have to pay for my plane ride going home." Blah blah blah. He's you know having fun with it, and he's, right. and he's saying for dinner we went to five restaurants, and I finally had my my main my main course at the last spot, and I was like. I thought he was joking when he said that, but now that I actually now I actually believe it after reading this yeah, article. Yeah, no, you I know, right? Five restaurants to have one course at each, and you finally have the last one at the fifth one. Like seriously? Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, me too. Now. Like, and his whole story about when he was growing up, you know, living in California, yeah. and how they used to go and visit vineyards all the time when he was at the Air Force Academy, and yeah. like just you know. That used to be something that he did just kind of in his spare time, yeah. going and enjoying wine and trying these different wineries. And now these guys are big dog. You know, the the wineries that he used to go and visit are, you know, the places to go in California. And yeah, he just, I don't know. The main thing I get out of this article, uh, as far as like how it's behind the success of the Spurs for the past 22 years, for the past 20 plus years, whatever it is. So Danny Green had a quote in there saying that some of, and some anonymous other guys were were quoted for the article as well. But um, basically, the idea is like when you're able to get guys to buy in to go to dinner to, for multiple hours, you know, so when you're on the road, it's a grind. You right. Know, sometimes you just want to go pick something up and go back to the room. Right. But when he makes it not mandatory, but when he invites you, and he, you know, they talked about you coaches. Go. You, yeah. When he invites you to dinners, you go. You don't right. pass up on that opportunity. Right. And you know they, these guys talk about some of their best friends in the league are guys from former from former Spurs teams because of those dinners because right. of the conversations that they had outside of basketball. Right. Let's forget about basketball for two hours. Let's talk about your life. What are you into? What do you like? Right. What is what you know like? What is something you do outside of basketball just in general? Yeah, it helps with character development. Helps with team building. Like it. Yeah. You know it. And again, it helps you get to know the person that you're spending this much time right. with, so that way you can trust them. So that way, that can carry over on the floor. You right. trust them on the floor, you know. And even then, too, not only that, all, all those things, it also gives you a whole other perspective. Because remember, we've had guys from Australia, we've had guys from France, Argentina, yeah. all different parts of the United States, all different like backgrounds. I mean, you had Simmons last year who was a G League player. You know, mom paid for his tryout. He was driving in between, you know. And then you look at guys like Tim Duncan who went and played college ball, who got all the way through it themselves. And, you know, it's yeah. just, it, it's, it's, if I had to take something away from this whole thing, is that there's something to be said for dinner, social yeah. dinners. Social dinners, yeah. <laughs> and you can do what you love. You just have to figure out how to do it. Exactly. I mean, because he's literally doing it. He's, and maybe not all of us will be so lucky. But generally, if you want to do something because you love doing it, like, you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. You know? Just so. in what capacity do you do it? I mean, yeah. I think he's doing it on a, a pretty grand scale, albeit. We figure out a way to come together every week and do this. Yeah. And I, and I love this. Yeah, same. So. Same. You know, and we just figure it out. So. No matter how good or not good we are, <laughs> how prepared or not <sighs> right. prepared we come We're in. like a 20 on the Wonder Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, but uh, it's a great article. If you haven't read it by now, please do yourself read a favor. It. Take 10 minutes out of your day and go read it. It's a very well-written article. Um, 20 just, if you're dyslexic. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's a great piece. Um, all right. Yeah. So anyway, this was kind of a fun one. This is a fun Speaking one. Speaking of rivalries. And, we just had a 10-minute debate before we started actually yeah. going. 
Which best rivalries in sports. We won't get into. But best rivalries in sports, our favorite rivalries in sports. Not necessarily the best ones, our favorite rivalries Key in word. sports. Our. I, that's what I said. Our, our. Favorite, our favorite rivalries. Yeah, but again, but you're missing the second word in that, which is rivalry, <clears throat> not just the our part. But regardless of what we view as a rivalry and what <laughs> we don't view as a rivalry, these are our top favorite, our top five favorite rivalries, yeah. and here's why. You want to go with your first one? No, I'll go. You can, I know you want me to go first, but We'll you just go. bounce back and forth. Okay. Okay, so my first one is Duke-UNC. Duke-UNC. Yeah. That's obvious. I mean, yeah. It's a, I know it's a pretty obvious one. It's a real famous one, but I mean, even the games you that you, don't you, matter- You can't put it on- Matter. Tickets were selling for $2,000 yeah. for a college basketball game. Yeah. That just tells you all you need to yeah. know. And in the regular season, too. In the regular season. You know, that's the crazy part. And it's because of the players that they have, the coaches that they have, the history between the, history, the two. Yeah. They're seven miles apart. Yeah. I mean, that's a rivalry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? These yeah. guys are literally fighting for dominance seven miles apart. The bragging rights got to be unfucking real. Yeah, seriously. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're going to see all of those guys more than likely. You know what I'm saying, granted, I bet you there's still probably a lot of separation. Oh, there's but like, I, there's separation. You, but you got to know that you're gonna run into it. Yeah, probably. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's one of my more favorite ones: college basketball, Duke, UNC. If you haven't seen one of their games before, you're probably living under a rock. <laughs> Seriously, you are. Watch one of their games. Watch one of their games. My first one: Spurs and Lakers. As I was saying before, we actually started recording this. Spurs and Lakers is a rivalry me is one of my favorites because as a Spurs fan growing up and as a season ticket or season ticket holder with my dad, this matchup always meant more in the playoffs and in just in general. Every time we matched up in the Tim Duncan days and the in the big three days in general, when Kobe was still around, Shaq was still around, Robert Ory, all those guys, Derek Fisher, point, like Fisher in them. point four shot. This meant more than any other playoff series. So Spurs and rivalry is my first one. Or Spurs and Lakers is my first one. Right on. Uh, my next one, because I'm a Texas kid, UT A&M. That's, yeah. I mean, again, yeah. I know it's kind of basic, but I mean, I when you it. grow no. up on one side of that and yeah. you know people who were on the other, like it's a big rivalry. Like those two groups do not like each other. No, they don't. Yeah. Like I know quite a few Aggie jokes. <laughs> like, and you know, cause some of them are kind of lengthy, but oh, okay. I got one for you. Guy goes to A&M, gets his ag degree, awesome sauce. Uh, he buys a farm. You know, he gets the loan. He buys the farm. He goes to a feed store, and he buys 100 ducks. Okay. Um, so he goes out, and so comes back 15 days later, buys another 100 ducks. 15 or 50? 15. 15. 100, buys another 100 ducks. Goes back. Comes back another 15 days later, buys another 100 ducks. And the shop owner's like, man, this guy must be really selling these ducks. Like, I wonder what his secret is. You know, so, he, so you know, he comes back and he comes back another 15 days later, buys another 100 ducks. So the shop owner's like, I got to know what's going on. So he goes, hey, man, like, you know, how are you selling these ducks so quickly? Like, what are you doing? Are you just raising, like, 500 ducks now? He goes, no, I keep planting them, but I'm not sure why they're not growing. Do you get it? No. Do you plant a duck? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It was a little like, slow I saw there. your face and I was, I was like, like, I'm not so sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
Yeah, I'm planting I, I was, these ducks. I was thrown off originally by ducks. I'm like, ducks? Yeah, like a duck. Like yeah, a baby I, duck. I know what a duck is. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> he keeps <laughs> planting ducks, but he's not sure why they're not growing. But uh, anyway. Anyways. Shout out to dad for that one. Texas and A&M is a right. So, yeah. That's one of the, yeah. And these guys, I mean, that's how Bevo got his name, the 13 to 0 thing. I mean, this rivalry has been going back. Is that how Bevo got his name? I yeah, did not know 13 that. to 0. Seriously? Yeah, that's one of the urban legends. Oh, wow. That's how Bevo got his name. Is because it used to be 130BO. Okay. Yeah. So, like, we beat you 13 to 0. Because they branded it into the side of like Viva or the of the Longhorn at that point in time, yeah. but I don't know. It it depends on who you ask how they got their name, but that's that's one of the more okay. popular beliefs. So yeah, I mean, of course, yeah, that maroon and orange game was just it was so much fun to watch. There's yeah. so much behind it, bragging rights for the entire state. Like half the state was one, half the state. I mean, you had the, like the redheaded stepchilds attack, and yeah, all six people who like TCU, but like. Those are the schools. So. A friend of mine once said it was. Uh, they always looked at it as A and M was the younger was the younger brother of Texas, <laughs> which is. I mean, yeah. Depending on how you look at it, yeah, can be true. I would say like two families both have the older child who are both like really good at everything, who always are fighting to be like the cool kid. Yeah, you know? yeah. But anyway, anyway. So yeah, that's one of my favorite rivalries. My second one is uh, is another obvious one: Yankees and Red Sox. I mean this. As yeah, a, as a that's baseball, a good one. As a baseball fan in general, yeah, that's, I didn't write that one. You didn't write that one? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Yankees and Red Sox. I mean, I'm. It's no secret I'm a Rangers fan, but yeah, that's um just going back in history, man. Is yeah. those matchups and how much? Man. I wish baseball was had the loyalty that it did back in the day, where like if dudes got traded to rival teams, like they would get the shit kicked out of them the first day. Like there were stories when yeah. like guys would get traded from the Red Sox to the Yankees, and they would beat the shit out of that guy when he got there that first day. Jacoby Ellsbury, uh, uh, Johnny Damon, um, just to name a few. Yeah, but no, I'm talking even further back than that. I mean, oh, like yeah. in the early 1900s, in the Ruth and Garrick days. Yeah. yeah, like they would they would kick the shit out of a guy from a rival team who got traded to your team, and then they'd be cool with him after that. But yeah. like it was one of those things where it's like you're not. You're not welcome, right? First, you play yeah. here, sure, yeah, but like, fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that would be interesting to see. Yeah, just that severe loyalty to your baseball team. That'd be that'd be pretty rowdy. Yeah, yeah. that would be rowdy. We obviously we're never gonna have that with the way that Society. contracts work. And yeah, guys bounce around at this point. Mobility has become more important than loyalty in a lot of sports. Just NBA the way to be one. Just but. the way society is now in general. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't. We don't play. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, my number three is another college football one. Um, see, Texas, UT, and A and M is kind of an all sports thing. It didn't matter what it was. Exactly. I just like to see them compete. Duke and UNC, that's obviously. Kind of, that's kind of a school to school kind of thing. Right. Kind of like UNC and Duke. Yeah, like UNC and Duke is basketball. UT, A and M, in my opinion, is everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't care if you at Duke and UNC play football i don't i don't care yeah because they're a basketball school so obviously utanm i like their football the best but like basketball baseball doesn't matter right my third one is ohio state and michigan yeah i really like that matchup those two guys fucking hate each other and they butt heads unlike most teams ever you know what i'm saying um 
you know, they've had some great players, historic coaches. They've had some of the best games. They have two historic venues. Like, that's a rivalry. And I like the style of football that they play, too, also. I know it's kind of slow sometimes and it's run heavy. But, like, you know, that smash mouth football, that big bruiser football. is, And it's going to be really interesting because since Harbaugh has gone to Michigan, Michigan he's not yet beaten Ohio State. Ohio State, but Ohio State's coach, Urban Meyer, who's arguably like the top one, two, or three most successful college coaches ever, just left. So there's a new head coach. Yeah. So I'm wondering if this year will be the year that Michigan gets over that hump and beats Ohio, Ohio State. State, or if Ohio State says, uh-uh. Like, I know that you've been trying, but we're still Ohio State. <laughs> like, we don't need Urban Meyer to beat your ass. They we're just going to beat your ass. They are the Ohio State. The right? Ohio State, yeah. yeah. So That's crazy. I huh. really like that rivalry. That's crazy how that dude's season is basically dependent on one game. Literally. Like, coaches in... You're not successful unless you beat Ohio State. Yeah, that's it. You could go 0 and... You can go one in ten, one in. But 11. as long as that one game is Ohio State, then you keep your job. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like that's crazy. That's unreal. Yeah. Uh, my uh, my third one was UNC Duke as well, and then uh, my fourth one was Texas and A and M as well. So uh, I'll save my last one. What was it? What did you did you have another one? I had yeah two more. Um, Bama and Auburn, the Iron Bowl. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. really really like that game. Yeah. Um, it's always fun to watch because again. That's grown man football. Basically. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like most of those two teams are probably getting drafted. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Georgia and Alabama also, most of those guys are getting drafted. Yeah. Um, I originally, I had, I had, I wanted to put in there Georgia, Georgia Tech, but it's not, I mean, Georgia usually just beats up on Georgia Tech, so it's not like that fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I would say UT or uh, uh, Texas, no yeah. UTSA and U, uh, Texas State, but they're still pretty young and they're that's a, yeah, that's a growing yeah, rivalry. they're de- it's, they're it's, developing. It's still developing. It's right. I wouldn't necessarily call it a rivalry yet. Yeah, because it hits like the I thirty five showdown. Yeah, uh, but you know, I think <laughs> yeah, they'll get they'll get there. They'll get there. I think that will be a rivalry eventually. Right, yeah. but they're both. They're both still figuring things out. Right. They're developing. Yeah. So, uh, My last one is uh, Rangers and Astros. As a Rangers fan, this this matchup is just so much more fun to me now that I have Lauren in my life. And yeah. Right. We make, a, we make a big deal out of Aww. it. Aww. You know, we make a Get big deal out of it. <laughs> it's fun. It I, is, yeah. yeah. I got one for you. My last one, Rangers-Blue Jays. Rangers and Since Blue Jays? Since we're very loosely defining what a rivalry is, Rangers and Blue Jays. Oh, we're going to put it out on socials and we're going to set yeah. up this debate. No, and you're probably, most people are going to say it's a rivalry. But most people are also, again, I'm going to assume viewing it through a... Silver and black eyes. Right. Yeah. Which is not a problem, but, you know, it just depends on who you ask. It really, yeah. you know, it's just one of those things that depends on who you ask. Yeah. But anyway, Rangers-Blue Jays. I mean, boiled over to the point where, I mean, do you remember that game a couple of years ago in the playoffs? I remember the game. I mean, that shit was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, the tensions were... You could literally cut it with yeah. a baseball bat at that yeah. point. Like it was ridiculous how it, t- it carried over to the next year. 
when Bautista slid into Rugi and then he punched him in the face. I ain't having none of that. Like he said, not not fucking today, my dude. Not, not today. fucking today. No. Like that's how intense. I mean, there were bat flips, intense moments, wins, losses on both sides. Unfortunately, the Rangers came up on the short end of that stick more often than not. Yeah. But it was that like fierce competition between the two, even for that brief period of time. Yeah. That like it was fun to watch. Yeah. It was yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let's not talk about it anymore. <laughs> you know, man. <laughs> we have Cole Hamels and you Darvish, and we can't win a fucking playoff game. Yeah, no, because explain that to me. Both of those guys suck in the playoffs. Well, at least Darvish does. At least, yeah. But anyway. That's a little. Uh, I didn't mean to yell. Sorry, I didn't mean to yell in your ears. <laughs> Sorry, ear holes. Sorry, ear holes. I apologize. All right, moving on to some baseball. You want to do your? Uh, our no, I'll do it afterwards. I'll do it afterwards. I was like, because we don't have anything else after that, right? Well, playoffs, NBA playoffs. Oh yeah, that's right. right. All right, baseball season, everybody. And let me get it out real quick. <laughs> I'm real prepared. Um, baseball season. Let's check out our friends at Baseballism. Um, you know, baseballism is an all baseball related apparel and clothing company for baseball people. If you love baseball or even just like it, you should be wearing baseballism. It's America's brand, the official off the field brand for baseball. Uh, check them out at baseballism.com. While you're there, use the coupon code AA sports to get a 15% discount off your first order. If you're not ready to order just yet, follow them on their socials. They're active, uh, every day and pretty much have releases every week. Uh, for everyone, really, and um, I I can't say it enough how much I love that company. Um, so Why yeah. don't you marry it? I I would. But, yeah. <laughs> Do your parents ever tell you that? Oh, you like it so much? My dad used to say it, it all the time. Yeah, dad used to say it yeah. all the time. Why don't you marry it? Why don't you marry it if you like it so much? <laughs> like, Shut up, mom. Stop. You don't even know me. You don't know my life. <laughs> I was doing that the other day. Somebody was like. Turn that down. I was like, you don't even know me, mom. They're like, I am not your mom. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Looking at the NL East, the Mets, Phillies, Braves, Nationals, and Marlins. Let's talk some BC ball. A little BC ball. So the Mets uh, starting pitching goes DeGrom, Syndergaard, Zach Wheeler, Steven Matz, Jason Vargas. Probably not in that order. Um, but the whole pitching staff in general uh, combined has an ERA of 5.45 this season so far. Um, DeGrom, your boy was recently just placed on a 10-day IR. Injured he the, was, I know. kind of su- bummed about that. Loki. Sucks, man. I know. MRI came back negative on, his, like, on yeah, his elbow, though. So That's uh, good news. Hopefully he only misses three or four starts, probably. Maybe, yeah. Something like that. It won't be too much. It'll probably be... I don't even know how much time he will miss overall. but That's unfortunate, though, man. Yeah. Yeah. So here's... Okay, so I really like the Mets. Here's the thing I don't trust about the Mets is they don't fucking score... That much. Now, granted, if you look at the NL East, they have the most runs scored, but they give up a lot of runs. They do. Yeah. So right now, the New York Mets are in first place. They're at twelve and ten. Uh, they're three and three on home, and then nine and seven on the road, with one hundred and nineteen runs scored and one hundred and thirty-four given up. They're negative fifteen point differential, which kind of leads to their you know four and ten. Over the last ten record, so I want I I like the Mets. I really like Degrom and I really like Syndergaard. And I think that Mats is a, also a great pitcher. I think that Wheeler and Vargas are very solid, in my opinion. Granted, everybody can always be better, yeah. but 
I want this team to win because I like to see them. I like good pitching in the postseason, especially. Well, you need good pitching in the postseason. Not just yeah, you just need it. Yeah, like you gotta have it. So it's frustrating. I just can't trust them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the Rangers, where it's like you have good pieces. Can you fit it all together? You're right. Can what? What are you gonna do with it? Can you make it all work? Right. Yeah. So. We'll see, but I think if if they go far, it's because their pitching takes them there. Takes them there, which is kind of the general, with rightfully so. It's yeah, the general rule. Right. Um, fun fact: Robinson Cano now plays for the Mets. Yeah, I had no idea. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They actually have a pretty good little lineup. I mean, it's not you know, hundred percent. So okay, if you're looking at it, they have Wilson Ramos behind the plate, Alonzo at first base, Cano at second. Uh, Davis at third base, Rosario at short, and then McNeil, Nimmo, and then Conforto uh, round out the outfield. Conforto's a great player. He's been playing for a while. I think he's got like five, six home runs in the past. I think he's got like six home runs total. I think like three or four of them have come in the last couple of games. Um, Cano, power hitter. um, You know, and by the way, you did have the right, that is how the starting lineup works. Shapes up. Shakes out. Yeah, it yeah. goes to Grom, Syndergaard, Wheeler, and uh, uh, Mats Vargas. Um, but yeah, it, it's and then you know, Familia is a great you know relief pitcher. Also, uh, you know they also have Lugo, Wilson, Giselman. I guess that's how you would say that name. And then um, Robinson Cano is batting two thirty five so far in the season, and Conforto is batting uh, two ninety three. So not terrible. No, I mean like I said, they're they're a good team. It's just you know. What are you going to do with, with it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Can you figure it out? Yeah. And I mean, you, know, you, know, you look at also, you know, some of the home runs that they've been hitting. Cano has three. Uh, uh, Alonzo has eight. Conforto has six. Um, you know, Davis and Nemo both have three a pop. So, like, they have some power. You know, they, they hit for a pretty good average. Uh, you know, their catcher right now is hitting a 292. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. McNeil is, you know, like you said, 384. Alonzo is 325. Conforto is 293. And then Rosario and Cano are 262 and 235. They bat for power. They bat for average. They just don't score a as, whole hell of a lot. As much as they should. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I'll i kind of, I'll tell you what I think it'll go one through five. Yeah, of course. After this, Thank but you. I think that they'll, I think that they'll do well. Yeah. Uh, the Braves starting pitching lines starting starting pitching lines up as Julio Tahirin, Sean Newcomb, Kevin Gosman, and Max Fried. Uh, combined ERA of four point six nine. That's not just including them. That's in that's the whole uh, pitching staff. The bullpen. Uh, Ozzy Albies batting two seventy eight on the year, uh, and Acuna Junior is batting three oh seven. I didn't look at the home runs or anything like that, but uh, these guys and they also have Danzy Danzy Swanson who's a mm-hmm. who's a stud at yeah. shortstop. So Danzy, yeah. And then Donaldson at third. The thing about the Braves is they have a great lineup. In my opinion, they have a great lineup. Markakis. Um Markakis is bouncing around. Nick Markakis. Yeah, he's yeah, exactly. They have Acuna Jr. Um Ender and Karnat and in Dude, Markakis is batting three thirty eight on the year right now. Yeah, exactly. So they have I mean <laughs> Donaldson at third, Albies at second, who has been said is the best second baseman next to uh, Altuve, Freddie Freeman at first, and I would argue that there are maybe one or two or three better first basemen in the league right now. Flowers behind the plate, 
they have a solid starting four. I really like their, you know, their their bullpen and their closer, um, Viscano. I wonder how well they're going to do. I think they did better than expected last year, so their expectations are really high. So I'm not so sure that they'll live up to their expectations, but they have the team to do it. I think they need one more really, really solid starting pitcher, and this team could very well win this division. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You look at the home runs, they're pretty well spread out across the board. Cluverson's got two. Joyce has two. McCann has one. Flowers has one. Because, you know, Brian McCann's now back behind the plate, which is awesome if you're a, ask you this. a Braves fan. I don't mean to interrupt you, but let me ask you this because you, you brought up expectations and it brought me back. It took me back to the last episode. Where do you, what do you see this team doing this year? What do you mean? Realistically, like competing for a wild card? Or yeah. No, not even. I think they're in this middle ground between. You okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they're in this middle ground between winning a wild card or like getting fighting for a wild card and making the playoffs as the as from winning their division. So like, it, I think they'll do one or the other. Okay. I don't know which one, but they're a really solid team. If they can stay healthy, if they can pick up maybe one more starting pitcher, like I see no reason why they couldn't make it a pretty solid run. Yeah. Especially considering what they did last year. And their pitching staff isn't that bad. I mean, what? They have the second lowest overall ERA? Third lowest sec- overall ERA? Yeah, I mean, they don't give up too much. Yeah, I mean, they, all these teams give up a lot. Yeah. But all these teams are going to give up a lot. Yeah. But, you know. Natural. They, But they're solid regardless. Like you said, you look at their batting averages. Now, they're not, they don't have as great batting averages as maybe some of these other teams. You know, Flowers is at a you know a, a, a three fifty one. McCann's at a three oh eight. Cluberson is at a four hundred. Um, you know, Swansea, Swanson, whatever is it a two fifty four. Swansea, Swanson, Swansea, Swansea, Swansea. Uh, Marquez is at a three thirty eight. Uh, Acuna is at a three oh seven. Freeman's at a three sixteen. Albies is a two seventy eight. Again, six home runs, five home runs, four home runs, two, 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 like. They can do damage. They do. And their war, their overall team war is better than than the Mets, in my opinion. I think that they're better players than the a lot of these Mets players are. So I think that they'll I, I my my question is is for Braves fans, what do they think the expectations are and do they think they'll break them? I think their expectations might be a little too high. I think that this year is the year that they should have built the expectations that they built last year. My fear is that they'll go into this year expecting to do better than last year, and they won't because they're developing these young guys. They're getting these pitching staff kind of set up again. So, again, though, I think that these guys will do really well as the year progresses. I think that more and more home runs will start pouring in also because um, they have some power on this team. This team's got pop. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. So we'll see. Phillies starting pitching lines up as Aaron Nola. Jake Arrieta, Vince Velasquez, Nick Pavetta, and Zach Effin. Combined ERA of 4.42 and some uh, noticeable, noticeable stars on that team. McCutcheon, Andrew McCutcheon is batting 262. Reese Hoskins, who's a uh, pretty solid player. First baseman. First baseman batting uh, 272. And Harper batting 272 as well. Segura, uh, Gene Segura, is uh, batting 328. Yeah, I mean, this is another really stacked lineup. 
from pretty much top to bottom. Real Muto behind the plate. Hoskins at first. Although I was watching a game the other day, and Hoskins made some pretty bad baseball plays. And so really, my confidence in him was... But I think that he'll catch back up. I think he just was having an off day. Cesar Hernandez at second. Franco at third. Like you're saying, Segura at shortstop. McCutcheon, Herrera. Is Drupal Carrera or, or Drupal Carrera and Harper? Like That's a pretty solid outfield right there in general. You have speed. You have strength. Um, you have youth, which is nice. Harper and Herrera are both really young. Although McCutcheon's, you know, he's seen uh, he's seen the field a time or two. But yeah, and then again, you go and look at their lineup. Lineup looks really good. McCutcheon's batting at two sixty two. Hernandez two sixty eight. Hoskins two seventy two. Harper two seventy two. Like they're all batting. You know, Segura I think probably has the highest batting average. I guess technically next to um, Kingery at second base. There, he's batting like a four oh six. By the way, you said Estrubo Carrera. It's Adubel Herrera. Right. Estrubo plays for the Rangers. Odubel. Odubel? I don't mean, I don't mean Odubel? it. Odubel? Odubel. Odubel. O-D-U-B-E-L. Odubel? Odubel. Odubel. Herrera. Herrera. Center fielder. Center fielder. The center fielder. Um, And then, yeah, Segura at a 328. So, again... This team looks really good also. I just, I don't, I want to see. What they can do. Right, exactly. Because this, this team hasn't proven too terribly much to me yet. And they haven't proven too terribly much to me over the past, like, decade, essentially, since Rollins and Utley and Howard. Most of these teams, arguable to say that they're all they're all in rebuilding stages. Uh, I think they're on the other half of the rebuilding stage for a lot of these guys. Well, I think every team that's not winning is in a rebuilding stage for the most part. Well, I mean, yeah, well, yeah. Because, I mean, okay, how how are the Mets in rebuilding? They have a pretty good lineup and a solid starting pitching staff. They're not looking to not do well. They look to do well. All these teams, four of these teams, I think, can make it to the postseason. Mets, Braves, Phillies, and Nats? Yeah, basically everybody but the Marlins. Yeah. The Marlins are in rebuilding for fuck sure. The Marlins don't know what they're doing. No. And that's just becoming more and more obvious. It's kind of sad, really, yeah. as a whole. Like, I don't know what's happening. I wonder if it's one of those uh, major league things where they're trying to tank so they can move. But why would you want to move out of Miami? Isn't that the place you want to move to? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Like, where where are you going to move and that? You just built that new stadium. Yeah. Like, so, like, what are you going to do? do with that new stadium? Yeah. I don't really think that they're trying to leave, but like it feels like it. <laughs> it feels like they're trying. It to feels something. like they're trying to leave. So anyway, um, yeah, really just hasn't proven, yeah, proven enough to me yet. Um, but I mean, they do hit home runs again. You have four, two, six, five, three, six. Like they do hit home runs. They get on base, on base percentages or threes and fours. How soon before they win a World Series? The Phillies? Yes. Or does Bryce ever win a World Series for them? Less I'm not sure. Over under five years. Make it to the World Series, win the World Series. Either. Make it under, make, win it over. Make it under, win it over? All right. The more likely of the options. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. I think it's more likely that they can make it there. I just don't think that the... Win it? I don't think they could. 
Um, but it's been it's still pretty early in the season. They very well could turn it around. They're only like twenty something games in. Very early in the season. You know, the, yeah. of the hundred and sixty two games, they played like twenty two. You know. Yeah. So. The Marlins, Marlins lineup. Should we even talk about the Marlins? <laughs> Don't have to. They're ass. I mean, let's talk about them. Just let's just for mention them real quick. So, just in case you don't know, there's there's a team out there in Miami, and they call they are called the Marlins. They switched up their colors this year too, for whatever reason. I'm not mad at the new colors though. I'm not mad either. I'm not necessarily a fan of the logo. It's not you, bad, but you got to do something to switch it up. You right. got to do something to make noise, you know, to brand to boost your brand a little bit. I mean, hey, let's just try. Changing the colors. Why not? Um, it's not bad though. It's not. No, I'm it's not, not bad. I'm not mad at it. I like. I kind of like the colors too. Yeah, they're they're kind of a darker gray. Darker, yeah, like yeah. it's like yeah, blue gray. Whatever. Uh, they line up Jose Urena, Trevor Richards, Sandy Alcantara, Pablo Lopez, and Caleb Caleb Smith, and they're starting pitching. <laughs> it's like the widest name, Caleb Smith. Caleb Smith. <laughs> you have Wee and Chen, <laughs> Sandy. Alcantara, Pablo Lopez, Tyron Guerrero, Sergio Romo, and Caleb Smith. Sergio Romo is still pitching. <laughs> he is, yeah. Um, you know who else is still pitching? Fernando Rondi. He closed out the game last night in Oakland for the... Holy shit, seriously? Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Has Bartello hasn't been signed by anybody, right? No. I didn't think so. No. That makes me sad. Um... So as far as their lineup goes, you might have heard of some of these guys, may not. You you should have heard of Stalin Castro by now. Uh, Curtis Granderson, also a name that you've probably heard. They also have Lewis Bison, Bryson, Br- mm, Brinson, Brinson, B-R-I-N-S-O-N. Brinson? Brinson, Lewis Brinson, Austin Dean, and Curtis Granderson in the outfield. Uh, JT Riddle, Brian Anderson, Stalin Castro, Neil Walker, and Jorge Alfaro behind the plate. Um... Yeah, <laughs> this team is. They're the Marlins are there. They're six and sixteen. They're fifth in the East. Oh, also, by the way, they have Derek Jeter in the front office. They do have Derek Jeter what in the front office. What is his Like, what is he doing? Uh, I think he's team sabotage. <laughs> no, seriously, what does he do? Uh, team dismemberment. Okay. Dismantling. Sure. Something like that. <laughs> So they only have one guy who's batting, two guys batting above 300, although they don't, doesn't look like they necessarily see all the starting time. Yeah, we're just going to, this team obviously is going to do very poorly, but they do have some bright spots. Castro, awesome. Home runs are not great on this team. You're trying so hard. I am. They just don't have too. They don't have really any bright spots. Even the front office knows that. I was listening to something the other day, and the front office of the Marlins, even they know that. Like, yeah, we don't have much. There's not much going on over here. How sad is it too? That that's they tra- real fucking sad. No, they traded away um, everybody. Everybody. Yelich. They traded away Real Muto. Like, fuck, guys. Yelich is a monster, dude. Yeah. God. Yeah. Yes. He <laughs> Jesus Christo. So yeah, the Marlins are gonna do poorly, but I think I, I I'm gonna do more research into them. I want to look at like I want to look at their their farm clubs. I want to look at like some more analytics to kind of see where they are as compared to everybody else because they have to be moving in some direction. I you just think. don't know what that direction is. I'm not even sure if they do, but I'd be curious. They probably don't. 
It's moving on. Let's, but, move, yeah, let's move on, on before we get caught up on the my, my what brain aneurysm. The Nats. Nats starting pitching is Max Scherzer, Patrick Corbin, Steven Strasburg, and Annabelle Sanchez. Um, and also Jeremy Hellickson. It's Anibal Sanchez. Anibal? <laughs> Anima? Anibal. <laughs> Combined ERA of 4.98. Uh, some studs on them include uh, Anthony Rendon batting 371 and Juan Soto batting 240 as well. They also have Trey Turner out there at shortstop. Um, looks like they're... What are you shaking your head looks for? like their shortstop is... Wilmer Defoe. Oh, never mind. He plays the probably plays second or third. Then hold on, let me see here. Turner, right? Yeah, Trey. Oh, well, he was on the. He, I was about to say, doesn't look like he's a. Uh, Where's Trey Turner? I thought he went to the to the Dodgers. No. Trey Turner is an American baseball player shortstop for the Washington Nationals. I'm not crazy. That's weird. He's not on any of their... That's Yeah, that's very weird. He's not there. Huh. Hold on. Let me take a look at their... Unless he's on the injured list, which I didn't see. That's what I'm about to... I wonder if he's on their injuries. And once again, the A&A boys come in so prepared every week to bring you just the most... In-depth baseball coverage, sports coverage, really in general. <laughs> a lot of sporting can... happened out there. <laughs> what do you think happened? <laughs> well, they sported better than we did. They scored more points than we did. You know, it happens. Yeah. By the way, my... Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, he is on the DL. Finger has been participating in baseball activities, but still hasn't resumed throwing. Looks like he's broken a finger. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. That makes sense, though. I think Elvis Andres got hurt last night, too. Uh, they subbed him out for the... Motherfucker uh, th- always gets hurt. God. Okay, so right now the way the Nats are lining up is um, Jan Gomez behind the plate, Zimmerman at first, Brian Dozier at second. That was a good pickup. Anthony Rendon at third, Wilmer Defoe at short, Juan Soto in left field, who was looking at MVP for rookie or uh, rookie uh, of the year a little while ago. Robles and then Eaton. Adam MVP Eaton. for rookie of the year. Yep. Exactly. MVP for Rookie of the Year. I think he's going to win a Silver Slugger for yeah. MVP as Rookie of the Year. God damn, dude. I know. Let's pick up a Might gold. even win the Lombardi low-key. Pick up a, lo- go- a gold glove while you're at it. Yeah, he might, dude. You know? He might. I don't know. He or, might even win an NBA championship. <laughs> he very be, well could, dude. I don't know. Insane. Yeah. What a ridiculous athlete. Yeah, but I have heard that he does score touchdowns for the Boston Celtics. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, a couple times. Okay. So, dude's got some Skittles, that's wow. for sure. Wow. Which is... uh cool kid for skills <laughs> anyway Kurt Suzuki is a backup I've always really liked him I think Adam Eaton is a really great uh, right fielder Howie Kendrick is a great backup to left field I think he could probably play anywhere that they need him to he can also play third and second apparently and yeah. first um so yeah uh, they're right now they're sitting 10 and 11 they're fourth in the NL East um, they do definitely have some bright spots Eaton's batting a 314 uh, Robles a 270 Randone uh, is a 371 right now. Um, Defoe is stepping in at that shortstop position, batting a 226 with a couple of homers to his name as well. Uh, Gomes 234. You know uh, he's a catcher, so don't 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 look too much into it. Howie Kendrick is batting a what is that? Yeah, 387. I read that correctly. 387 with three home runs. So great pickup there. Uh, again, Suzuki 265, a couple of homers to his name as well. Um, 
So I think these guys will, you know, like I said, I think four of these teams can make it to the playoffs. It's just who, who does? Who does? Who does? Essentially, who done it? You know, because um, even then, if you look at the MLB as a whole, it's going to be tough. I think it's really going to be tough. But I think that the NL East can come out looking pretty strong in the NL this year. Although the West looks good, and the Central is always stupid solid. I think okay. I think that NL Central is yes tough. stacked. Yeah, it's weird. Like the AL East. The top percent of the AL East is better. The top percent of the AL is better than the top percent of the NL. But I think the NL is better than the AL is. On like a like if you match them up, I think the NL has better teams than the AL. But I think that the AL has the best teams. Boston Astro, well, maybe not Boston right now, but like the the Astros over the past couple of years, Boston over the past couple of years. You know, you look at the Dodgers, but they can never win. Look at Milwaukee, who can't win, but there's all the. But anyway, that's a conversation for a different day. Okay, so as of right now, as of right now, how do you see this one shaking out? Phillies, and first, yeah, Phillies. Oh, wow. This is what happens when you don't come in and prepare it, kids. Phillies, Mets. Uh, Phillies, Mets, Nationals, Braves, Marnets. That's kind of close to mine. So I have the Mets coming out first <laughs> as opposed to the Phillies. I think that the starting pitching for the Mets will get better. Get better. Yeah. Um. So I had the Mets coming number one. I have the Phillies in number two. I think that the offense is going to do really well for them. I have the Braves in number three, the Nets, Nats, Nets, the Nats in Nets. four, and then the uh, Marlins rounding out by a long, long, long way. Long, long, In long, last long. place. Okay. Yeah. All right. We shall see. But this is going to be a fun one. NL looks really good. I mean, the Padres look good. The Dodgers look good. The Rockies look good. The D-backs look okay. San Francisco is always kind of scary. So the NL West has three to five good teams. NL Central has five out of five good teams. Pirates, Cardinals, Brewers, Reds, and Cubs. I mean, all those guys are contention worthy. Braves. So basically, four out of the each five teams in the NL in every division, I think, could be in the playoffs. Four out of four out of what? Four out of five. And every one of the NL divisions could be in the playoffs. Could make a push for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I can't say that for the AL. In the East, I see three for the AL. In the Central, I see one. And then in the West, I see two. I see three. In the West? Who? Actually... The Mariners and the Astros. Rangers can't do it. We don't have the starting pitching. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, too. Oakland can't do it because yeah. they never can do it. And then the Angels can't do it because they can never do it either. They're a 500 team at best. Yeah, unfortunately. 
in the AL Central, you pretty much only have the Indians right now. The Twins, you might be able to make an argument for, but even then, I don't yeah. really see them advancing. And then in the East, you have New York because of the depth. You have Tampa Bay, and then you have Boston. But in the East, or the NLs, like shit. You see, that was my argument from earlier, though. I was talking about how like the NL has more teams that are better, but the AL has the best teams. Explain it. Explain that again. <laughs> oh, my God. So the NL has, on average, more teams that could do well in the playoffs. But I think that the AL has teams that will win the playoffs. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, like, the NL has, in my opinion, four, The NL has nine, potential. 13. So, the NL, in my opinion, has 13 teams that could go to the playoffs and do well. The AL only has one, two, three, four, five, six, six teams that I think could make it. But if you ask me who do I think is going to win the World Series, I would say somebody from the AL, even though they have less people who I think would make it to the playoffs. And do well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was I, my point. I don't have a... I, I know we're only two divisions into running through all of them. Two or three? Two divisions? Two. This two. is number two. But I don't have a solidified answer of who wins the World Series this year right now. I would say the Astros, but... Just not yet. The Mariners look strong, but I can't call it yet. I just... I don't yeah. have a clear-cut answer of, like, who would win the World Series right now. My way too early... My way too early predictions will be that the Yankees and the Astros meet in the AL in that um, I think it's going to be the Brewers and the Dodgers again meet in the NL and that it's probably going to end up being a Brewers and probably Brewers and Yankees in my opinion and I think that the Yankees are going to win it. You think the Brewers get over the hump this year? I think they make it to the World Series. I don't think they win. Well, get over the hump. I meant get over the hump as in get to the World Series. Oh, then yes. Yeah. That hump, yes. Yes. They do make it over that one. But I think that the Yankees are going to win this one. If they can get, if they can get healthy. Exactly. And that's their big thing. Yeah. Is I think that right now they're hitting their injury bug. I think that goes away towards the end of the season, though. Yeah. You know I think and they as long start as heavy. As long as you can stay afloat. Yeah. Right. Yeah, just make it to the last couple months, yeah. make a big push then, and then go from there. Yeah. But anyway. We'll save it for another week for another division. What, uh, what, 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 which one are we going to do next one? So what have we done so far? We've done the AL East and the NL East? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to do West or Central's next? Um, Let's do Central. You want to do Central? Okay, so uh, next week we'll do the AL Central. Sounds good. Okay, yeah. cool. AL Central next week? AL Central next week. Minnesota Central. Twins, the Indians, Tigers, White Sox, and Royals. Give Royal. us your predictions. What do you think? Who do you think shakes out? Nobody's going to do this, but whatever. Yeah, I'd be curious to see what people's way too early predictions are too. Yeah, but anyways, NBA playoffs are in full effect. We're still in uh, first round series because uh, there's a couple teams waiting to. I was see. like, yeah, a couple teams made it. A uh, couple teams made, made it, it to the punchers to get to the second round. Um, Spurs and Nuggets play tonight. We're recording this. Um, on a Tuesday, and they play tonight. That series is 2-2. They play tonight in Denver for, um, it's basically a best of three now. Um, Warriors and Clippers, the Golden State Warriors lead that series 3-1. to one. They'll probably end it next game. Yeah. OKC and Portland. Dude, P- Damon, Damon. He's on another level right now. Damon Lillard is Russ killing. Are, are 
having one hell of a week right now. Yeah, well, Dame is having one hell of a week. Yeah, that's true. Russ is not. Russ is not. He's <laughs> trying to, but yeah, I'm just yeah. Anyway, that series is at three one. Portland will probably end it this uh, next the coming game. Yeah. Out in the East, the Bucks beat the Pistons uh, four to zero. Rockets Jazz. Oh, Rockets Jazz. My bad. Rockets Jazz. I was like, are we not talking about that one? What happened with that? Rockets and Jazz yeah. at 3-1. Houston will probably end that as well. Yeah. Do you hear uh, James Harden went 0 for 15 in their last game? And they still won. And they still won. Yeah. Nice. All of his points were from the charity stripe, and they still won. How many points did he have? I don't even. I think he had like seven going into the fourth quarter or something like that. I don't know what he ended up with. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The fact that the Jazz they could, still couldn't win, though. Jazz couldn't win a game. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. I mean, the Jazz have a lot of good pieces. Rudy Gobert, they have Donovan Mitchell, they have um, Kyle Korver. Like, they have all the things that you would assume that you would need. You know, they have a shooter. They have a good big man. Yeah. They have a three-point guy. I don't know what their deal is. Rubio, I like Rubio. I've always been a fan of Ricky Rubio. Yeah, he's a good point guard. You know? I like his style. It's a little different. You know what I'm saying? I just don't know what it is. Is it a coaching thing? Is it a... I don't know what it is. We'll see. I don't know, man. Uh, out in the East, Bucks beat the Pistons four to zero. Raptors and Magic are at three one. Philly and the Nets. Three one. Three one. Yeah, that's a that's that's getting a chippy. That's getting that's getting very that's chippy. That's getting real chippy. Last uh, last game, uh, uh, forgot Jared Dudley. Yeah, Jared Dudley. Yeah, he, Dudley uh, and uh, basically Embiid. instigated to fight, and he he got tossed. Did anyone else get tossed from that? Uh, Butler. Butler got tossed? Yeah. So in case you missed it, uh, Jared Dudley uh, basically instigated a fight with uh, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid uh, fouled uh, somebody going to the rack pretty hard. Um, I mean, it was... Did you see it? Uh, Unfortunately, I did not get to watch it, no. It was... I don't want to call it a common foul, and I don't want to piss off a lot of people, even though I'm already probably pissing off a lot of people, but... It was a hard foul. I mean, it was a good hard. Like it was, it was hard. It was hard. But yeah, like that. It, Ten years ago, fifteen years ago, like that's that's normal. That's like yeah, that's common. Yeah, um, I think Dudley had a right to be pissed. I think there's kind of bad blood already there. I was like, I think that more to the point is what it is. You know, there's less- uh, there's something behind that that you know he just probably doesn't like the dude, so that's why he attacked him. And I say attacked like lightly. I say like he went over and shoved him and. Basically, didn't take well to that, um, and so yeah, that turned into the uh, so the Philly Philly won that game, right? I'm not crazy. Yes, yeah. Um, so we'll see. That was one of your more interesting matchups, or that was one of your most interesting matchups, and uh, looks like the Nets aren't going to be able to pull it off, man. No, I want. I wish. I wish they did. I really do, but it's just not looking. It's not looking, not looking like that. Okay. okay. So okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. And the Boston, Boston and Pacers. Boston finished it out four to zero. That's all I had. Okay, so let's do this. Let's have some fun. So let's just assume that. Okay, let's do it this. So we know Boston moved on. We know that the Bucks moved on. Raptors and Magic. Who do you have moving on? Raptors, right? Raptors. Okay, and then you have Philly moving on also. Yes. Okay. Uh, we have the Rockets moving on. We have Portland moving on. We have the Warriors moving on. Spurs, Nuggets, who do you have moving on? Spurs. Okay. Because you believe that or because you want that? Both. Okay. So I actually have the Nuggets moving on at this point. Okay. Um, 
So here's how we're going to do this. So now let's say it's Golden State and Houston. Who do you got? I think Houston moves on and beats them, gets over that hump because um, Harden and CB3 are healthy. Yeah, they're. I think Harden is ridiculous. And then um, I also think the Warriors are kind of um, at a point right now where KD, mostly KD, they're probably not all on the same page as far as like um, getting along with each other and it carrying over on the court. I think I think KD is kind of over it inside that locker room, um, meaning that he's kind of decided already that he's moving on after this season, no matter what happens. Um, and so I think that kind of will shake them up a bit and cause unfolding, if you will. Um, and so, yeah, I think Houston gets over that hump this year. Fair enough. I have Golden State. I do agree that I think KD is out after the year, but I think that the whole reason, for the most part, that most of those guys are there is to win a championship. So I think in the playoffs is when they really come together as opposed to during the regular season where I think it was a problem because those guys want nothing more than to win. You know what I'm saying? That's what they do. That's true. So I have Golden State winning that one. Okay, so now we have... um, so, in your opinion, we yeah. will have Portland and San Antonio. Yes. Who do you got? Spurs in seven. Okay. <laughs> so then you'll have the Spurs. So then you'll have Spurs and Houston in the conference finals. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I wish that was the case. I cannot see that. I think that the Spurs lose to the Nuggets, so I think it's going to be Nuggets in Portland. Nuggets in Portland playing, and then I think that Portland wins it. I think that the Nuggets win that one again. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think that it's going to be Golden State and the Nuggets in the conference finals. In the conference finals, and then I think Golden State wins. Okay. Okay. So you have Spurs, Houston. Who wins that one? Houston. Yeah, I just they're too strong right now. Okay. So now Milwaukee moved on. Boston, Boston moved on. I could on. change my mind in a week, just depending. But right. Yeah. Just. But these are as it stands right now. Right now, we. I mean. Right. Spurs in my eyes are unpredictable right now. You just. You, yeah. You never know. Yeah. And it is a seven game series, but you just it's one game after another right now where right. like we get something different and it's you know you just. Like, one game we looked strong. Like, nobody, well, people expected. But, you know, in, in general, nobody expected us to go into Denver and win game one of the series. Right. You know? So, that's that tells you a little bit about that. You know? It's like, and I thought we were going to, I thought we were going to get both of these at home. No, there's no way we're getting both at home. There was, dude. No. We, we, blew, no. we blew opportunities. The second best team in the NBA doesn't lose twice on the road. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. They're too good of a team, and technically they're a better team than we are. As far as individual matchups go, they're a better team than we are. Last night, we just, last game, we just shot poorly. We're like, we couldn't get a... Sh- and like, they shot terribly game one. So, they should have maybe won game one then? You're talking about Nuggets or Spurs? Nuggets. You said we went in there and won, right? Yeah. Nobody expected that. They shot really poorly. 
oh, well, we lost game four. Man, we shot so bad. That was on us. So I'm not making excuses. That's what I'm saying. But that's right, what but what I'm saying is like, but it's a balance. Yeah, it's a balance thing. You know what I'm saying? They shot poorly game one. We went in one game one. That just happened to be the game they shot poorly. They've shot really well since then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially in that fourth quarter. Dude had like 24 points in the fourth quarter. It was ridiculous. Okay, so anyway, doesn't matter. So, okay, let's go to the other side. So you have Boston-Milwaukee. Who do you got winning that one? Uh, Boston-Milwaukee? Mm-hmm. Bucks. Bucks. I also have the Bucks. Okay, so we had Philadelphia moving on and Toronto moving on. So Philly and Toronto. Raptors. Yeah, Raptors also. Okay, so now we have the Raptors and Bucks. Bucks. I got the Bucks also. Okay, so in your NBA Finals, we have the Houston Rockets versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks. I almost said Brewers. Milwaukee Bucks. I have Golden State versus the Milwaukee Bucks. You have Golden State versus the Bucks? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Who do you got? Houston or Bucks? It's too close to call right now, dude. Make one. And I do not want to say Houston. <laughs> then say the Bucks. Bucks and seven. Bucks and seven. Because they, they have home court. I got Golden State and six. Golden State and six? Yeah. Okay. I if, think Bucks that, makes, if the Bucks make it to the finals, they'll have home court. Then that's fine. They're more yeah. than welcome to. I think that the... Sh- okay, when you look at the Bucks, in my opinion, they have... One guy you got to watch out for? Maybe two? Two or three. Who? Name them. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't know my name. I don't know. Name them. (laughs) So you're guessing two or three. Yes. So in my opinion, they have the point guard and the power forward. Bledsoe and Giannis. They have two guys in my opinion. Granted, all of them can score. All of them can play. I mean, they're at right. They're at right there. But they play through Giannis. They've changed their style of offense to match Giannis's skill set better. Yeah. So if you stop him, or slow him down, slow him down, contain him. Right. Or even if you don't, don't stop him to stop everybody else. Give him two points every time. You have three dudes on your side of the ball as Golden State who are going to score 20. Should score 20. Who are going to score 20. Yeah. You got Steph, you got KD, and you have So you think the Warriors are just, again, too strong, and no matter what they have going on in the locker room, it's not going to matter. Okay. Because they've been having these problems in the locker room the entire time. The first year it was Draymond Green. Yeah. Second year it was KD. Third year it's a little bit of everybody. It's a little bit of everybody. You know? Yeah. But I think you look at the way Curry, who is that team lead, is kind of handling the situation. I think he's doing a great job. I think he's letting them be themselves and be as talkative as they want. But I think that when push comes to shove, it's his team. Yeah. And they follow his lead. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think, again, with Iguodala and, you know, I, I just I think that they're they score too. It's a scorer's league. It's a shooter's league. Basically. And I think that Golden State has the best shooters right now. 
So we have four of them on one team. That's you know, yeah, that, that helps. Yeah, it does help a little bit. And they all start. Yeah, you know, and you have it helps a little bit. It's, yeah, it gives just you a little bit, a little, little bit, it's a little every now and then, it's a little bit of a disadvantage. Yeah. yeah. So again, this could all change very drastically. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not even entirely sure if, like I said, Portland dude, doesn't beat the Nuggets instead of the Nuggets making it. You know. To the Can you really huh? trust the Nuggets? If they beat the Spurs, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, I did not see OKC going down like this. I really didn't. I thought that series would be a lot closer. Also, I mean, Portland has been like dominating this series. The Jazz is not so surprising. It surprises me a little bit. OKC is. I mean, seriously. You know what's interesting? I find it. I am less surprised by OKC falling apart than I am for the Jazz not doing well. Russell Westbrook in his entire NBA career ever not been very good in the playoffs. Yeah. If you stop one dude for them, you've stopped most of them. You know what I'm saying? Same can be said for the Rockets, man. You start you, you find a way. Not nah, you can't stop Harden. You can't stop Harden, but then you have Capella, you have Schroeder, you have uh Paul, Tucker. Tucker, yeah. I mean, you got some pretty good guys outside of him. You know what I'm saying? And they play pretty good defense, too. But the Jazz play okay defense, and they got some good guys on their court, and I don't know. I don't know. They just don't. I think the Rockets are just on another level. I would have liked to see OKC and Jazz play. That would have been interesting. That would be, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I would like to see what happened if the NBA went to a 1-16 through 16 seating as opposed to East and West. I think they eventually will. I, I kind of hope so. I think the event. I think the NBA- I hope baseball does that. Really? I do. I think we get a lot more interesting matchups if it went one through one through whatever. Whatever it is. And we wouldn't have to have a wild card anymore, I don't think. Yeah, probably not if you did it that way. It depends if you have a tie at the end of the season, which I mean, uh, granted, you wild can card. A, you can just have a playoff playing game. Right, exactly. Have a one-game playoff game yeah. to make it to the whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like if yeah. you're both tied for that 16 spot. I wouldn't be mad at that. Right? I wouldn't either. Don't change the game. Just whatever. Just, right. You change the way pl- teams are seated. Right. Whatever. Exactly. Just change the way, yeah, the teams are seated in the playoffs and then run from there. I don't think that will happen. But no. Not in baseball. I think because it, it's not broken. Why why, why fix it when it's not broken? NBA is not broken. Oh, how is the NBA broken? Come on. Tell me, the, how is the NBA broken? The East, bro. Just the East in general. Come on. Okay. If your talent sucks, then sucks for you. <laughs> I mean, I just I, I okay. Broken's probably not the right word, but I think imbalanced maybe. Uh, yeah, the probably, okay. Probably. But on the flip side, look at the a look at the conversation I was just bringing up earlier. How the NL has more playoff worthy teams than the AL does. AL has some good teams though, man. AL is, yeah, it, six. <laughs> I. I don't. I just can't see it happening in baseball. But in, I see it happening in basketball before I see it happening in baseball. I can see it happening in the baseball for the same reason it's happening in basketball. Watch. Okay, let's do this. Here's what we're gonna do. Okay. I'm gonna pull up the list of all the baseball teams, and I want you to tell me if you think realistically they have a shot of doing well in the playoffs. Okay. Okay. Toronto Blue Jays. No. Okay. Tampa Bay Rays. Yes. Okay. New York Yankees. Yes. Okay. Boston Red Sox. Yes. Okay. Baltimore Orioles. No. Okay. Chicago White Sox. 
Not right now. I would agree. Not right now. Maybe two, three, four years, but not right now. Cleveland Indians. Yes. Okay. Detroit Tigers. No. Kansas City Royals. Not anymore. Minnesota Twins. I would give them a not right now also. Uh, they're trying. They are. And they very well may get I mean, a, a... Everybody's trying. Yeah, everybody's trying. They may well get a playoff yeah. or a wild card. Yeah. Okay. Houston Astros. Yes. Okay. Los Angeles Angels. No. Oakland Athletics. I put them in that bubble. Same with the Twins. Same with the White Sox. Yeah. Seattle Mariners. Yes. Okay, Texas Rangers. Because I'm biased, yes. I I put them in the bubble. I put them in the bubble. No. Figure out the pitching. You put. You can you figure out the pitching. Okay, we had Darvish and Hamels in most of the same lineup, if not a better lineup, and we still couldn't do it then. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So, how many teams did I say were good from the AL? I said six. I don't remember, honestly. I wasn't counting. So, but when I was talking, when I was, when yeah, I said six. to you, I said six. six. You had six. Okay. <laughs> Let's go NL. Braves. Can they make it to the playoffs? Possibly this year. Okay. Marlins. Well. Sorry, Marlins. You said Marlins? Yeah, Marlins right now? No. Okay, Braves though? No, I can't see them getting into the wild card right now. Fair enough. I would disagree with you on that one, but fair enough. Mets. Depends on that pitching. And Yes or no? <laughs> sure. Okay. Phillies. Not this year. You just said that they were going to win... Their division. Oh, I did. Like 10 seconds ago. I did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nationals. I look, yeah. Uh, Nationals? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. I wouldn't agree with that one either, but okay. Chicago Cubs? Yes. Okay. Brewers? Yes. Okay. Pirates? No. Okay. Cub, or, uh, Cardinals? They're always dangerous, so yes. Okay. Reds? No. Okay. Rockies. <laughs> no. Okay. Dodgers. I mean, that's yes. Okay. Padres? No. Diamondbacks, no. Okay. Giants, no. So I can't agree with you on the Padres, the Nats, or the Braves. Or the Pirates. Because the Pirates are always dangerous. They always make a late push. They're always pretty close. They always get 3-4. I think that you got to watch out for the Rockies because the elevation is dangerous for other teams. The Rockies are in the bubble. I would agree that the Rockies are on the bubble. I would say that the Padres could make it to the playoffs this year, though. I don't think that's necessarily do well, but the question was, will you make it to the playoffs? Yeah. I think that Washington can make to the playoffs. I think the Brewers. I mean, we're, we'll we'll save it for next episode. But I think the Brewers will uh, get that get the title this year and the division title. Oh, okay. I was like the overall thing. No, no. The oh, title, okay, the division title. And then I think the Braves could make the playoffs. 
Okay. So you had six and six. I had 12 and six. 12 and six? Right. So the balance, and then if you look at the leftover teams, right? You look at who's leftover. So you have the Marlins, you have the Reds, you have the D-backs, the Rockies, the Giants, and the Padres, essentially. Some of these teams, it comes down to who can you trust? I mean, you just... Or, to be honest, in our situation, is how much do you know about the team? Because you're talking about trust, but if we don't know the guys, we don't know the team, if we don't watch them, if we don't yeah. see them play... That's fair. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. Like, that's why I think the Braves are probably better than you think they might, because I watch more Braves games. Okay. Because I'm interested in the Braves. I find them to be a pretty interesting dynamic. Same with the Rockies. I think the Rockies could be pretty interesting this year, but I watch more Rockies games. You know, I watch more uh, Padres games now because of some of the guys that they've picked up. Um, and then I watch a lot of NL Central just because it's always a really good division to watch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, but I've seen some Orioles games and I've seen what they can do. And although they're doing really well right now, I don't think they can keep that up. You know, I've seen the Blue Jays and I think that the Blue Jays will actually start to play better later. Um, I think Tampa Bay is one of those teams that's going to start sliding down the opposite direction, although I'm not entirely sure when that'll happen. And they very well could win that division, but I don't see them sustaining what they're doing now the entire time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But in my opinion, it goes 12, 12 to 6. You have 6 to six. about 6. Yeah. I just think that the NL is a stronger division overall. League. And if you went... Or yeah, stronger league overall. And I think if you went one through... <coughs> However many, you would get a much more interesting. I see your point. I just don't see it ever. I just don't see it happening. I see. I, I do see your point. Of, why? What do you mean? Why? Why don't you see it happening? Because it's. It's not like in question. It's not like people. And I don't want to put this on other people and like not talking about it. But I just I don't see it as a problem for the league. I don't see it as a like as an issue that you know they, they would need to address. They would need to address, you know. Yeah. Like, but I st I don't see the NBA. I in my opinion, I don't think it's an issue that one side is better than the other. I mean, some people. I eyes think it's just a flux. You know, because think about it: the Miami Heat won three out of four titles over a couple of years. Yeah. But nobody was saying that the East is stacked. It's because it wasn't. But you won three out of four years. Because one team was really good. Uh, there was a lot of teams that were really good. More teams than I think now. I think that there's been a pretty massive yeah. exodus from the east to the west. That may be where the money is. That might be one of the reasons why they're doing that. I'm not entirely sure. I think the NBA will do it because they have a product and a business that you know they need people to watch. And... I think if the I think if the fan base wants it, they'll probably lean towards doing it. Right. You know? I, I don't see it happening for either side. I don't think it'll happen for baseball or the NBA. For the same reasons that it would happen for both. I think they both have the same reason why it wouldn't happen also. Yeah. Like cause if, to your point, they have a product they want to make sure people watch. Well, same with the MLB. Same, yeah. You know what I'm I saying? Just, it's the same argument for both sides. Yeah. It's not specific to the NBA. The biggest argument is that there's a pretty big uh, shift in... So how would you do it? You would just, like, just... Everybody starts at zero, no no divisions, just... 
Would you do like one through sixteen, or would you do one through eight? Or sorry, yeah, one through yeah, you one through sixteen, like one yeah. through sixteen makes the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. And then one and sixteen, two and fifteen, yada, and then you just yeah play it out like that. Okay. Yeah, I would just run it. Would you do a neutral World Series, or would you do? Uh, Oh yeah, you have. You have to yeah, do. I would do neutral World Series. You would what? Really? Yeah, and just rotate it. Really? Mm-hmm. And in, then flip of the coin for who gets home field. So, best of seven series in one stadium mm-hmm. in neutral site. Mm-hmm. Wow, that'd be interesting, right? That would be very interesting. In my opinion, I think it'd be really cool because then you have to, you know, adjust to that'd be really that ballpark. That'd be really interesting, dude. There's not travel, so I don't think there'll be... You don't really have to delay that long. You can play your two games. You can take a break. You play however you want to do it. But there's less travel. I think players would be... Probably say, you could probably play two days, take a break, two days, take a break. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So two, two, one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, two, yeah, two, two, one, or for, I guess, for the seven game, whatever. Two, wow, that'd two. that'd be really interesting. One break, one break. Well, anyway, but you just don't have the travel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And whoever has the better record gets the home field advantage as opposed to flip of the coin. It doesn't really matter, though. It's just the... Well, through the playoffs up to the World Series. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Would you get rid of the... Uh, would you have to get rid... Well, yeah, you would have to get make a, make a decision on the DH at that point if you did that. Right. I agree. Which, in my opinion, everybody gets a DH. Makes the game more exciting. Makes more runs, which is kind of something that everybody's been looking for anyway. Yeah, uh, it'll speed the game up. You're not guaranteed out every time the pitcher comes up or a sacrifice bunt. Yeah, you have some, or maybe not speeds up the game, but again, could add more runs, could add more excitement. I would rather see JD Martinez hit a hundred times than see Chris Sale hit whoever their pitcher is. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, like I don't care about David Price hitting the ball. I want to see JD Martinez hit 463 feet. Right. All right. I think it'd be interesting. I don't think either side will do it, though. If anybody Probably does, not. if anybody does, I do agree it'd be the NBA, but I don't think anybody will. Probably not. I wonder if the NFL did that, what would happen? Oh, man. Because I don't feel like in the NFL, it's one of those things where you have teams that are... Like, everybody in the playoffs in the NFL, in my opinion, is, like, closer to being even... Than in like the NBA right now. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a larger gap between, let's say, the Warriors and the Magic than there is between whoever was in first place. So the Rams and Baltimore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But anyway. Anyways. Sports is funny. Yeah. Sports is funny sometimes. Yeah. We got to get out of here. Yeah. We talk about sports too much. We do. Just right a little on. too much. It's a little too much. Okay, we'll be back next week with uh, more NBA playoffs. The AL, what do we say? The Not the AL, the NL Central? AL Central. We'll start with the AL Central, White Sox, Indians, Tigers, Royals, Twins. Cool. All right. And uh, we'll see what happens in the draft as well. Uh, see where Kyler Murray goes. See where Josiah goes out of UTSA. And, um, if he goes. If he goes. If any of these be. guys go. Yeah, really, yeah. Um. And yeah, thank you, Baseballism. Thank you to Brother. Thank you to Hanging Oak Studio. Thanks for joining me for another week, man. Always, dude. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, be good to each other. Be good to animals. Don't text and drive and don't drink and drive. Eat good food. Drink good wine. Just call an Uber. Yeah. 
And we'll see you guys next week. Yes, sir. All right, peace. Later. Baseballism is a lifestyle apparel brand inspired by America's pastime, specializing in premium apparel and glove and leather accessories for men, women, and children. Visit Baseballism.com and use coupon code AASports for a 15% discount on your next order. Not ready to order today? Follow Baseballism on Instagram to stay connected. Baseballism is America's brand.